Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. Before I get into today's podcast on spiritual senses, I want to take just a moment to share a prophetic word. So I'm recording this in May of 2020, and in some places the stay home is still in effect, but I had the privilege to attend a service in person this weekend, and it was amazing. After two months of being in lockdown, you know, to be able to go out and worship and have fellowship with other believers in person and be uplifted by a fantastic message. It was just amazing. So as I share this, to those of you that are listening, no matter when you're listening, it could be shortly after this publishes or years later, feel free to receive this too, if it resonates with you. If you're listening, God knows you're listening. He's always got something for his children. Amen. So what I want to share is while I was worshiping this last weekend, the Lord showed me a vision of a dome and it was covering the church building. It was filled with this yellow substance and he told me that the yellow was hope and that everyone there was receiving an upgrade in hope, like an extra shot of hope, so to speak. And God was releasing hope to those that were there and that they would release that hope to others as they encounter other people throughout the week. And that that hope would seem like something out of this world. It will at first be like even odd to them. Like people will stop and say, what? What's going on with you? What are you carrying? Then they will receive that hope, not just for the virus to dissipate, but also for the rebuilding of businesses and other things that were stolen during this time. In the book of Joel, it talks about how the Lord will restore the things that the locusts have eaten. So this hope is that conduit, that hope. It's the conduit for the restoring and the rebuilding and also new extra blessings that the Lord is releasing. So if you agree with that for yourself, then go ahead and take it. All right, so let's get started with spiritual senses. So we're going to read in Matthew 13 for a bit. This is the story of Jesus and he tells of the farmer who throws the seeds. You know, some fell on the path where the birds ate it. Some fell in rocky places. Some came up quickly and died, and some fell on good soil. So that's a great story. We're going to focus on just a few key verses. In verse 9, it says, he tells that story, and then it says, whoever has ears, let them hear. Let's stop there. You know, of course, we're thinking everybody has ears, right? So that's a little tricky. Well, maybe some have lost an ear, like, you know, in the garden, Simon Peter, he cut off that servant's ear, but then in Luke, it says Jesus healed it. So obviously, not everyone does have ears, but... We get the point. So anyway, it must mean that he's clearly talking about spiritual ears. Okay, so let's read verse 10. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. We're going to skip down to 13. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. Then he goes on to quote a prophecy in Isaiah, and he says, You will be ever hearing, but never understanding, and you will be ever seeing, but never perceiving, etc. Verse 16 says, But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. So I say all that to make the point that not all will see or hear or use their spiritual senses. But you as a believer have been given the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. 
John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So how are the sheep hearing him? Obviously, we are the sheep, but how are you hearing him? True, some hear an audible voice, but more often than not, you're hearing in the spirit, so you have spiritual ears. 1 Corinthians 2, 9-10 through 10 says, What no eye has seen, and what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. And then 10 says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. So now we introduce seeing in the spirit. So there are people in the Bible called seers. Now they would be called a prophet. But you might be thinking, well, I'm not a prophet. That's fine. You don't have to be a prophet or a seer per se. Not everyone is a prophet, but all prophesy. All can see in the spirit on some level. You just need a spirit. And if you're listening to this podcast... (laughs) then I know that you have a spirit, right? So you're good. Okay, so we've established that we have spiritual eyes and we have spiritual ears. And you actually have all five senses in the spirit that you have in the natural. So that's what we're going to be talking about, those five spiritual senses. So you have the spiritual senses already. Jesus gave them to you. And that is past tense. So he paid the price for you to have them. Okay, the cross removed sin true, but it also paid for us to have something. It's for us to have life and have life abundant. Spiritual senses are a part of that. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Spiritual senses are blessings. So as born-again believers, we are seated in heavenly places, what is commonly also referred to as the third heaven, and we're with Jesus. So our spiritual senses, when they are open and actively working, they help us bring what God is showing us into the first heaven or the natural realm where our bodies are now. Okay, the spirit realm is more real than the natural realm. Think about this. The spirit realm is eternal. That's going to go on forever. But the natural realm is temporary. So don't worry about understanding all of this right now. We're going to go over some examples of how that works. But for now, just know that spiritual senses are blessings and they help us to bring heaven to earth. So I'm going to read this scripture. Then we're going to be going into some examples of what this looks like in real life. The background on this scripture is the king of Aram was at war with Israel. Elisha is a prophet and he's been giving Israel insider info on the king of Aram. Okay, so the king of Aram finds out, and he's mad, right? So he sends an army to kill Elisha, and that kind of sets the stage for what we're about to read. And then Elisha's servant wakes up, and this is what happens. So this is 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 17. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots surrounded the city. Oh no, my lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. All right, so this is the point. So that we may see, hear, taste, touch, and smell what is going on, what the Lord is doing on our behalf or someone else's. So we as believers need to pray that our senses will be activated. Just like Elisha prayed for his servant, that his eyes would be opened, that he could see. We need to pray that our senses will be activated and then pay attention 
and step into that inheritance, into that spiritual blessing that we have. So examples of sensing things in the spirit. I'm going to use some of my own examples, but these are just my examples. You'll have your own. God interacts with everyone individually. So you may find that one thing tends to happen more than others. Like you may sense something through your smell in the spirit, or you may see something in the spirit more often. You know, keep pressing in for more. God is a God of variety. And when it comes to things like this, go after all of those senses. So we're going to talk about the examples. Let's start with smell. This is fun. I was at a small group and part of our topic for the night was spiritual fruit. And I actually think that we sang that song, New Wine, at some point. I'm not totally sure if I remember that right. I just think that we did. But at some point through the night, I began to smell grapes, like really strongly. And I finally said something and others were like, yeah, I smell that too. But there were no grapes on the premises whatsoever. There was no fruit in the room, nothing. And grapes, you can't really smell grapes anyway. We know what they smell like because we've smelled like grape jelly or, you know, those smelly markers. The grapes were always my favorite, but you don't just smell a grape unless it's like crushed or something. It doesn't really smell. I just love that the Lord just brought that smell in the room to show us what he was doing. You know, he's there and he's doing something and he knows that we're studying spiritual fruit and he knows that we're pressing into this and he's creative. He just makes his presence known in unique ways. Okay, so let's talk about another example of seeing, something that you could see in the spirit. You know, I don't want to get too deep into teaching on this. My hope for this podcast was just to do like an introduction to the idea that we have spiritual senses. But with seeing in the spirit, I just want to clarify, it's not the same as seeing a vision in your mind or something that happened in the past. That would be more of a word of knowledge kind of vision. We'll talk about that a little bit more about how spiritual senses and gifts work together in a minute. But for this, we're just referring more to seeing something in the spirit realm that is happening in real time. For instance, let's say you're in worship and you see like angels or colors or something like that, that is actually in the room. That's what we're talking about right now. So whether you see it with your natural eyes or your spiritual eyes, either way, I know some of you are like, what? You know, no worries. Even if you don't understand this all right now, it's fine. You can still glean from it. And just like I said, it's kind of an introduction to the idea that we have spiritual senses and that we can activate those. Back to scene. So I was at my church at the time and we were worshiping and the Lord drew my attention to the center aisle where I saw with my spiritual eyes, not an open vision, just to clarify that. I feel like that's why people generally don't think that they can see in the spirit because they're expecting to see something with their natural eyes. But you are looking in the spirit realm, not the natural realm. So that would make sense that you're not seeing with your natural eyes. Okay. Now, some people do actually see with their natural eyes. That's totally possible and definitely happens. But in general, you would see it in your mind's eye, which is really your spirit's eye. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. Like I said, you know, learn more about this, press in, get some more podcasts on it. It's, it's a wonderful subject, but for now we're just kind of doing an intro. Okay, so my attention was drawn to the center aisle. I looked down the center aisle and it looked as if it was like a river with golden sparkles in it. I remember asking the Lord, you know, what is this? What, am, what are you showing me right now? It was a while ago. 
So I can't remember specifically, but he said something like it was either a redemption or restoration or something like that. Like that was the gold that was in there. This is an example from quite a while ago. It was when I first became aware of seeing in the spirit. And I think maybe that's why God wanted me to share it in this because I really didn't know what to do. I had just started in this. I didn't know kind of what was happening, but the Lord was just making me aware of my senses and and showing me different things. And I didn't really know how to engage with what I was seeing and what was happening. And that's just the reality of things. As you're learning, you don't always know, you know, it's new and you don't always understand what to do, but stay connected, stay in faith and the Lord will show you more and there will be fruit. So in hindsight, what I should have done is I should have jumped in the river. Come on. We all know those river songs. They're awesome. You know, just jump in the river. So I think everybody could use some redemption and some restoration, right? So if you see a river in the spirit, I'm just saying, you might want to jump in it if there's redemption and restoration in it. All right, let's talk about taste. So I am going to say this story might sound a little weird. I'm just going to say that flat out, but I felt like this is the one I'm supposed to share. Whenever I prepare for things like this, I ask the Lord, you know, what do you want me to share? What, what is, what's going to have the most impact in the kingdom for the people that are listening? And so this was it. So I remember one time I was alone worshiping at home and I was just really pressing in, you know, worship is always good, but you know, sometimes there's just something different. And I can't really explain that. It was just a time of really, like I was telling the Lord, just that I was all in and I was really willing to follow, like wherever he wanted me to go. And I was just following him into whatever call he had on my life. And I realized I began to like ever so faintly at first, but then it became stronger. I was tasting like something burnt. And so I asked the Lord, what's happening? Why do I taste this? And he said that I was tasting a living sacrifice. Now, I warned you this was going to be weird, right? So if you're thinking, yeah, that was right. This is weird. <laughs> but think about this. Romans 12:1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So the Lord was showing me what was happening as I worshiped. I was a living sacrifice. So you might think at first that's weird, but that's the word. It totally lines up. So be open to the Lord showing you new things. All right, next let's talk about an example from like feeling in the spirit or a touch in the spirit. Okay, so this one, I'm not going to give a specific example because I feel like everyone has physically felt something during worship or in a ministry situation prayer or, you know, just spending time with the Lord. Maybe during worship, you feel like a blanket of peace on your shoulders, or you feel warmth or something brush up against your arm. And there just isn't anything there. There's nobody standing next to you in the natural. So you're just sensing something in the spirit realm. And you might not even pick up on it because you think, oh, that was just probably the air conditioning. You know, yeah, sometimes it might be the air conditioning, but it also could be the Lord trying to show you something. So stay connected with him and ask him what's going on. So there's just a number of things that can happen with this one and really with all of our senses. But the last one is hearing. Here's my example for this one. 
I was worshiping in a church building and heard like a very strong rain on the roof in one area of the roof but not the whole roof. And it wasn't raining that day. When we left, I looked to make sure that there wasn't water on the ground. Because you sometimes, even though you know this thing, these things are real, and even after you've been walking in your spiritual senses, your natural senses still want to try to sometimes explain it away. Like we talked about the air conditioning. Oh, it must have been that. Or you find a feather somewhere and you're like, oh, this is glory of the Lord or something, you know. And uh, you're like, no, that was from somebody's down coat, which it could have been. But anyway... I even looked outside, like I said, just to make sure that it hadn't actually rained in the natural because it was so clearly rain on the roof in that one area. Anyway, so I heard it twice during this worship time. And then I asked the Lord what it was. And he said he was bringing cleansing to his people, just like the restoration and redemption. Sometimes in this world, you could just use an extra cleansing, right? So, all right, those are just some examples and they're mine. Again, you'll have your own experiences with sensing things in the spirit. So spiritual senses work with spiritual gifts. In 1 Corinthians 12, there's a list of spiritual gifts. Now this is not an all-inclusive list, but it's a good start. Spiritual senses help tremendously in using the gifts. Just for instance, there's one called discerning of spirits. That's a spiritual gift. It's also called distinguishing between spirits. Those two terms could be interchangeable. So a very basic definition of this gift would be to decipher the spirit behind something, whether it's good or evil. So how can you decipher between spirits if you can't sense them, right? You sense them through your spiritual senses. And then you ask Holy Spirit, why am I sensing this? It all points you back to your relationship with God to interpret what's going on and really how the Father wants you to respond. Because just like Jesus, we're doing what the Father's doing, and we're saying what the Father is saying. So asking, Holy Spirit, why am I sensing this, and how should I respond? Just on a side note, just because you sense something in the Spirit, it doesn't always mean that you tell someone about it. Sometimes it's just so that you can pray, or God is showing you something. You know, that said, don't assume that everything is just to pray, or that He's just showing you something. Spiritual gifts and spiritual senses are for others so that you can help bring the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. You're bringing the kingdom through those gifts and through those senses that the Lord has given you. So act on things. Take a step out. Give someone an encouraging word. For instance, one of our friends was in missions, and I remember he was brought up on stage at church one time for prayer. And when he was up there and everyone was praying for him, I just began to see glory all around him. So afterwards, I told him, I shared that I felt like God was saying that that mission that my friend was going on was going to glorify God in like a huge way. So that's just an example, you know, give God something to work with. You're bringing heaven to earth through your senses. So sometimes you need to speak it, you need to declare it, you need to act on it in some way. You know, God is limitless. We are made in his image. So don't limit yourself. Don't think, oh, I could probably feel something in the spirit, but I could never taste something in the spirit. But you can do it. You need to remember that. You can do it. You have those spiritual senses. You're just asking the Lord to activate them and you're paying attention and you're, you have faith to step into it. All right, so we're going to do that. We're going to activate. We're just going to ask Holy Spirit, listen to what the Lord is telling you, something that's going on in the room or wherever you're at. Maybe you'll hear something. Maybe you'll see something. Maybe you'll taste something. Maybe you'll smell something. Any of those things. All right, so let's just take a moment 
We're just going to seek the Lord on this. So Holy Spirit, help me sense something in the Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me sense something in the Spirit. All right, so some of you may have smelled a fragrance. And don't talk yourself out of it. If you're like, oh, I thought I did smell some perfume or some, don't talk yourself out of it. <laughs> Just receive it and ask the Lord, what are you showing me through that? Okay, some of you may have smelled that fragrance. Some of you may have tasted honey or saw an angel next to you. Whatever it was, just know that when you start pursuing a new thing, it can take time. So don't get discouraged. Remember that you've been given every spiritual blessing. There's always a trickle before there's a flood. So honor even those small steps forward that you make. So keep trying and keep connecting with the Lord and more will come.